This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. When you think about it, it was probably only a matter of time before China and Google would find themselves in a major conflict. On the one hand, you have an authoritarian government that believes it has the right to censor information available to its citizens. On the other hand, you have a California-based internet company committed to the free flow of information. The confrontation began in January when Google announced that computer hackers based in China had stolen some of the company's source code and broke into the Gmail accounts of Chinese human rights advocates. In March, Google halted operation of its internet search engine on the Chinese mainland and started directing users to its Hong Kong search engine, which is uncensored. Chinese officials retaliated on March 29th by blocking some of Google's mobile internet services. Google's actions have put at risk its long-term plans for operating in China. Google's tussle with China also underscores the difficulties all multinational corporations face when they enter China to do business. To talk about how all of this will shake out are two Wharton faculty members who know China and its business climate very well. They are management professor Marshall Meyer and marketing professor John Zhang. Marshall Meyer, let's uh, start with you. Google has moved its search engine to Hong Kong, but has kept its other businesses, sales, research, and other operations in China. What does Google hope to gain by taking these steps? I don't know what they hope to gain, but I, I have a sense of what they hope to lose. Um, it's been tough doing business in China. Google's market share pre-Baidu was about 30% in China. And even before this recent announcement, they were down to 15%. And Baidu, of course, is its main competitor. Uh, it's the largest uh, internet operation in China by, by, by far. Uh, and the experience of Google has paralleled uh, almost all of the Western invested or foreign invested internet companies like uh, uh, Joyo, HNet, um, Elong, 3721, which I think is uh, Yahoo. Um, I actually had some experience with uh, Elong. I tried that before I tried C-Trip, making plane reservations in China. And I remember all these screaming emails I sent to people around Wharton. I can't make plane reservations in China because they won't take my Western credit card. That was Elong. Then I discovered that C-Trip would. So there, there seems to be some home team advantage. That's a nice way of putting it. Uh, for internet companies uh, in China. And I think that by moving to Hong Kong, Google got rid of one, but only one, disadvantage. Um, here are the disadvantages. Uh, first of all, you're a foreign company. A lot of your decisions are made outside the country. They take time. You're not responsive. That goes almost without saying. There are issues of IP protection. Uh, the rules in China are different as we know, such as they are. Um, there's the issue of legal, aside from IP protection, legal restrictions on disclosure, for example, on the names uh, associated with different IP numbers. This is what got Yahoo into trouble in 06 and 07. And there's something else I just wanted to draw a little attention to here. Um, a further disadvantage in China is interference. My students tell me that their Google accounts um, would go on and off almost randomly. There are stories going on around Beijing. I don't know whether they're true. I hear these from students that uh, Baidu would monitor uh, Google sort of on behalf of the government. 
And when uh, Google's uh, would come up with a page that uh, violated censorship rules, that uh, Baidu would run down the police station and the police would pull the plug, making Google service very intermittent. Now, to answer your question, by moving to Hong Kong, this last problem at least is solved. Others may be created, but no one's going to run to the Hong Kong police and have the switch turned off on Google. Um, that's uh, a quick rundown. Okay, John. Well, it's very difficult for me to see um, um, how the Google could gain anything inside China. I think outside of China, probably they will gain something in terms of uh, public opinions. And uh, I think that you also have to look at the, the, the dog that uh, did not bark. I think the fact that the multinational companies did not stand up and speak uh, in favor of uh, what the Chinese government has been doing, I think that probably speaks uh, well to uh, what Google has done uh, inside China. I think they certainly scored a uh, PR point from Western companies' point of view. I mean, Google has scored a PR point by by kind of um... take a stance and a principal stance and. Uh, basically uh, trying to tell the Chinese government that, uh, in fact, we have a certain principle to abide by, too. Okay, but yet Google has not pulled out of China entirely. So is that correct? I mean, they, have, they still have some salespeople and R&D people uh, on, the, on the mainland, I think. They do. They actually want to play uh, the both sides. And, uh, but it looks to me that, in fact, uh, that uh, uh, by moving the, sort of, uh, uh, the online operation to Hong Kong and uh, by not following the, the laws in, inside China, uh, they may have uh, poisoned uh, the business environment uh, for the company. So it's hard to say that, uh, in fact, uh, year in the in the in the in the near future, that uh, the business may not uh, suffer uh, there for Google. Marshall, if this uh, if this dispute continues for weeks or months or even longer, um, what does Google stand to lose if if the Chinese authorities prevail in their attempt to say that we must be able to censor uh, your search engine or else you cannot do business here? And secondly, what does China put at risk by showing the world? Uh, and its own citizens, that it is taking a hard, that it may take a, an, even, an even harder line stance with, with Google? Well, Google stands to lose a relatively small market share in China and whatever profits associated with that today. Uh, long run, uh, the losses could be much, much larger given the size of that market and given the intrinsic appeal uh, of Google. So they're, they're at risk. Um, China stands to lose something else. Uh, First, of course, is open expression. For many Chinese, um, I think that um, uh, this is an issue, but for many, perhaps this is not an issue. Maybe John wants to speak to that because social stability is a deep-seated value in China. People are very, very worried about all, all people are worried about the spreading of unwarranted rumors and potential for civil unrest. That's a fact of life in China, which may not be fully appreciated uh, in the West. The bigger loss to China, my judgment, is the pressure that Google puts on domestic competitors. Off, ultimately, Baidu can't be globally competitive without pressure from a strong firm like Google. And uh, my guess is that, at least commercially, 
that's the major loss China stands to suffer in the long run. Would, would it also stand to suffer a loss of prestige internationally, or is that really not? I mean, it seems to be an obvious thing they would stand to lose, but is that just kind of a foregone conclusion or, or well, not? Well, I, I think it, it adds additional evidence to what people have known all along, and that is in, uh, in Internet space and telecom space, very difficult to do business in China. And so the question is whether Western countries, or I should say non-Chinese countries, countries other than China, are going to respond to some very aggressive um, marketing by the Chinese telecom firms, uh, for example, uh, Huawei and uh, ZTE, um, who have invested uh, globally, even in the United States at this point. I think uh, Huawei's down in Texas now. Um, so uh, whether there'll be retaliation, uh, I can't judge, but uh, it seems to me that the, the potential for some pushback in other domains uh, is increased a bit. Okay. John? I actually agree with uh, what Marshall was saying, that I think that um, the telecom sector is definitely a strategic sector in China, and the uh, Internet sector is also a very strategic sector in China. Uh, in fact, uh, the censorship uh, uh, is not going to go away, and the problem is not going to go away for a long time to come. And so given that, obviously, that um, uh, the Google obviously could suffer and uh, in the short term and also in the long term, and uh, simply because, um, uh, as I was saying before, that uh, they have poisoned the business environment from the, some of the Chinese uh, perspectives. And uh, so given that, uh, that uh, it's probably a little bit harder for Google to do business uh, in China. But that's only one possible scenario. I think the other possible scenario is that uh, in China, there is a saying that, in fact, if you fight with somebody, uh, you probably have a better chance to befriend that person. And uh, I think in this particular case that uh, there is a distinct possibility that uh, the Chinese government may decide that uh, uh, not only they want to keep uh, their friends close, and they probably want to keep uh, the enemies uh, closer. So hopefully that uh, Google may actually sort of benefit from the backlash. And, uh, and uh, simply because from the Chinese uh, uh, government's uh, perspective, uh, it really has every interest to make sure that the multinational companies continue to operate uh, inside China profitably so that ultimately that uh, they will contribute to the Chinese economy and also uh, bring new technologies uh, to China. I think that's really the long-term interest uh, for the Chinese government. If you look at uh, the Google as a company, it is a very innovative company. It is a pioneer in the information age uh, industries. And, uh, and in fact, uh, they have many other innovative products uh, that are available that are, are are very much appreciated by the Chinese customers uh, inside China. So given all that, I'm hopeful that, in fact, uh, that uh, in the longer term, and Google could uh, still and, uh, benefit from the, uh, the big market inside China. What about the, uh, uh, the, the way Chinese consumers, Chinese interset, uh, Internet users, view Google and its competitors in China? Are they, are they viewed as... Uh, kind of very similar search engines that you use one or use the other depending on how you feel that day? Or do they do they view those two companies in a very different way? Do either of you have a, a perspective on that? 
Well, my sense is that in fact most Chinese、uh, customers will use、uh, Baidu, and obviously that is a Chinese language. It has a lot of、uh, different features that Chinese customers actually like. And、uh, but certainly that、uh, for Google, and、uh, it has a lot of scholarly、uh, articles.、Uh, for instance, there are a whole lot more information.、Uh, English language search obviously is very very important for a lot of、uh, intellectuals and scholars、uh, inside China. And、uh, so in a way that、uh, the Google has been playing this、uh, catch up game、uh, for quite some time now. And、uh, I think that、uh, the by withdrawing from the market. And obviously, that uh, it would uh, further set、uh, the Google back, and、uh, in terms in terms of uh, marketplace uh, competition. And、uh, I think that、uh, I also agree with what、um, Marshall was saying、uh, earlier that、uh, Baidu may be in a tougher situation now because of the fact that Google uh, has uh, withdrawn from the、uh, the market. The reason is because、um, uh, Google has been the company. Uh, that uh, that was、uh, more outspoken about all the censorship and everything else. And you can imagine that for, if Google is gone, obviously Baidu is going to suffer the brunt of all this regulative uh, regulatory uh, pressure. And、uh, so, given that, I think that uh, Google uh, Baidu may not really be celebrating that much and、uh, about the、uh, Google's withdrawal from the Chinese market. I've never used Baidu,、uh, but I understand that、um, a lot of folks in China go to Baidu, particularly to download MP3s.、Okay. Um, this they're generally not available on Google because of、uh, Western IP laws. So there, there was this 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 difference between them, and、um, and so they'll continue to go to Baidu or other local search engines、uh, for MP3s. Um, I think that、um, I, I, I fully agree with John's last comment. I think that was absolutely insightful. That now the pressure is going to be on Baidu. Um, um, I also think, just on a slightly different dimension, that Google's act is not out of the blue. I went back and looked at the experience of Yahoo、uh, at the time they were hauled in front of the Congress for disclosing. Names of folks alleged to have、uh, released state secrets.、Uh, this was、um, the, the think, Chinese Congress. Yeah, Is that Chinese the, Congress, Marshall? No, 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 no. The, the U.S. US, Congress, US Congress. U.S. Congress, and、okay. they were and sued and settled in the U.S. courts under obscure law.、Uh, this was the Shutao、uh, case.、Uh, a Chinese who uh, disclosed uh, on a blog. Uh, certain changes, I believe, in personnel regulations, things we wouldn't consider important, but were treated as state secrets there, and he was tried and imprisoned. After after Yahoo gave up to the Chinese government his identity,、uh, the family sued in the U.S. courts.、Uh, the suit was not decided, but was settled, I assume, for a fairly substantial amount of money. But in any case, at that time. Google stated their principles, and it seems to me they've pretty much stuck with their principles. I actually wrote down a little bit of Google's testimony in front of the U.S. Congress. This is from their vice president for public affairs. "Quote: If over time, this is in '06, we are not able to achieve our objectives in China, among those objectives, freedom from censorship, we will not hesitate to reconsider doing business、uh, in that market." So I I'm, I wasn't surprised actually 
by what happened. And uh, I, I imagine, uh, for reasons John pointed out, there's some really disappointed consumers there. But I wanted to ask a question. In fact, I wanted to ask this of you, John, because this is really your area of expertise. You remember Amway. Yeah. They left China. Right. They returned to China. Right. Is a repeat possible? Well, I, I think it definitely is possible because uh, remember that I was talking about the second scenario, and uh, it could very well be the case that uh, eventually that uh, the Google would be invited back into China under more favorable uh, terms and to both sides. And uh, I think that uh, that's a really a distinct uh, possibility. I think as far as as long as Google is doing well. And as far as, far as uh, the Google is churning out a lot of innovations, I'm sure that eventually that Google is going to be welcome everywhere, including China. And just for clarification for our listeners, Amway Marshall is? Amway is a direct selling company, I think like Mary Kay. Yes. Right. Okay. So and the detergent, Chinese, that sort of thing. Okay. Uh, home care products. I, uh, yeah. And Chinese government. I can't put an exact date on this. Maybe John can. Outlawed direct selling in China. It's not the direct selling. It's essentially that uh, you would uh, actually sell to your friends. Your friends would sell to your friends and so on and so forth. You can imagine that that, that could be a problem uh, inside China. And simply because you do get those people organized. Not only get those people organized, you also that uh, some of the customers may actually suffer simply because they carry out their end of a bargain, but some somebody else have not carried out uh, their side, their end of the bargain. And so in the end, uh, somebody is going to be uh, 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 get squeezed uh, in the middle. And because of that, obviously, that uh, for the stability of the society, as you were saying, and uh, the Chinese government basically decided that uh, it want to um, ban their practice. And uh, of course, that was a ban. And uh, as far as I know, that Amway is back to China. And uh, I don't know uh, what what are the new terms and uh, that uh, that are set up for the company, but certainly that they are operating in China today. Both of you have talked about this already, but um, let's take just a one or, one minute or two more to talk a little bit about how how the Google experience, uh, what it says about uh, the the overall experience of multinational companies in China. Uh, it's been a truism for many years that it's it's exciting to do business there, but it's also a, a, a challenge because, uh, Marshall, as you indicated, um, intellectual property controversies and controversies over government regulations and how the government takes uh, at least a part ownership of whatever company is going into China to do business. It has not been easy for many companies. What does the Google experience, if anything, tell us about? Is this just the latest chapter in an ongoing string of difficulties that companies have experienced, or is the Google case something new, different, more significant, less significant? How do you, how would you see that, John? You know, I used to study history, and uh, so if you take a longer perspective and going back to, let's suppose, around the 1850s or whatever, Western countries began to uh, open up uh, China, uh, there was a term at the time called uh, China Dream. I think that a lot of Western companies did have a China Dream. And um, and then they soon find out that, that, in fact, it is not that easy to do business in China. Of course, there are some good reasons for that. 
Uh, certainly that uh, China has a different culture, have a different people and different way of uh, doing business. And uh, also that uh, you, you also realize that uh, China is a uh, socialist or communist uh, country uh, that has a different uh, governance uh, structure uh, in the country. So which means that if you want to be successful inside the China, uh, you really have to be able to adapt yourself. And you really have to uh, overcome some of the barriers and inside the China. You really have to follow the laws inside the China. And you really have to do a lot of things that you probably don't do uh, in Western countries. And uh, so given that, obviously, that uh, it's understandable that uh, some multinational companies uh, find the Chinese environment and not to be the same as in Western countries. And they find that somehow that uh, the doing business is, is not that easy. And uh, I think that that problem probably is, uh, is going to be there and uh, for a long time to come. And, but in the meantime, if you look at some of the companies, uh, uh, for instance, like a GM, GM is doing badly in the U.S., but uh, it is doing very well uh, in, in China. And so which means that if you know how to operate and uh, if you are winning and to uh, adapt, and uh, there are opportunities out there uh, inside China, and uh, some of the companies could, uh, in fact, uh, realize uh, their China dream. Some can, some can't. GM's done pretty well. Argument might be made that Volkswagen has done better because they now have three joint ventures in China. GM's got one very large one, but uh, uh, VW is up in the north of China with First Auto Works uh, in Shanghai and opening up uh, down in uh, Dongguang. Uh, And uh, may threaten Toyota's lead as number one globally with all of this China capacity. Um, Procter & Gamble's done very well in China. Uh, but some other companies haven't. For example, Danone. I think, John, you know this story better than I do. Uh, They got whooped pretty badly uh, 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 by uh, Wahaha, a beverage manufacturer coming out of Hangzhou, and uh, weren't able to get a toehold in any court proceeding or even arbitration proceeding when contract violations, IP violations were alleged. So there are a lot of chance elements here. I don't know if there's any iron rules for doing it right or not doing it right, doing it successfully, not doing it successfully. There's just a lot of variance. The, I, I think ahead, the other thing is that uh, when you actually uh, are in the business, and uh, it's almost like playing a game, and uh, obviously that there is some uh, home court advantage and uh, to the uh, domestic uh, companies. I think that uh, that's something that uh, probably Western companies have to uh, uh, recognize. But with that said, you also have to worry about the fact that uh, the business environment uh, is getting increasingly tougher for multinational companies. If that's the case, obviously that uh, uh, there has to be something uh, 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 to be done about it. And obviously that at this point uh, that uh, there are more complaints, there seem to be more complaints from multinational companies uh, inside China. Uh, in fact, uh, the fact that uh, the, a lot of Western companies uh, did not stand out and uh, speak uh, in favor of uh, what uh, the Chinese government uh, did and or urge the Google and to go back to the basics and follow the Chinese laws and so on and so forth. And that really is a very good indication that uh, some of the companies may not be very satisfied with what's going on inside the China. I think that uh, the Chinese government, in fact, is very sensitive uh, to that based on what I'm reading from the papers 
uh, coming out of China, and uh, the Chinese government is talking to the business communities inside the China and try to see what are the things that, that can be done. In fact, a lot of companies uh, have noticed that uh, over time. And uh, the Chinese marketplaces seem to become a little bit more nationalistic. You can imagine that,、uh, given the financial crisis, economic recession going on、uh, in rest of the world, and obviously that、uh, that's a very sensitive issue for multinational companies, and also that、uh, it affects the interests of of a lot of Chinese companies inside China too. There's not just nationalism. There's some degree of subsidy for domestic companies.、Um, there are some informal, I believe, by China rules in China. Moreover, in the countryside of China, where the greatest worry always is,、um, the government is subsidizing, for example, purchases of large household appliances made in China. So, it's becoming a little tougher. For many, many reasons,、um, uh, going beyond nationalism. Do you think there is any any reason to think that、um, that non-Chinese companies who are doing business in China would stand to benefit from somehow、uh, marshaling their forces and, you know, co- collectively petitioning or putting pressure on Chinese authorities to loosen things up a little more and make it easier for these companies to do business? Has that ever been tried, or is that a non-starter? It has been. After Tiananmen, <laughs> well, you know,、uh, um, I thought we just mentioned though, but a couple of U.S. companies stayed, like Otis Elevator,、mm-hmm. and profited enormously. So there's always the prisoner's dilemma problem. Yeah, I'm not too sure that uh, the uh, the that's the、uh, sort of a desirable approach, and certainly that、uh, that particular approach doesn't work for Chinese companies. There is no way that the Chinese companies can actually get together and somehow that petition the government and to do uh, uh, certain things in a very sort of uh, open and uh,、um, um, probably a confrontational way. And、uh, certainly, that it won't work for Western companies. I think, if anything, that you probably want to do something behind the scene, and probably、uh, work on your relationships and uh, and uh, discuss uh, some of the general long-term、uh, interests、uh, with the government officials. I think that probably is the more preferable uh, approach uh, for the、uh, for the Chinese government.、Uh, it's hard to actually come up with a、uh, case where somehow the op- open confrontation has ever generated. The good results uh, inside uh, uh, China. I think、uh, that probably is not something that、uh, most companies would、uh, want to do. How do you think the、uh, the China Google dispute will play out?、Uh, it's time for predictions and and some speculation here, but、uh, it seems that you know it, it could follow any number of scenarios. The government prevails and and Google backs off and maybe. Perhaps pulls out of China, as unlikely as that may seem. Or would Google prevail over the long term, or will they reach some kind of a compromise? Maybe the the moving of the search engine capability to Hong Kong as a way for both sides, both parties, to save face in a way.、Uh, Marshall, I'll start with you. How do you think this is going to play out? Unpredictable. Why is it unpredictable? First of all, John pointed out we're dealing in a strategic sector. This, we're not talking about steel automobiles and so forth here. We're talking about communication content, what people hear, what they see. So it's of special interest、uh, to the government.、Um, secondly, 
there'll be a change of government in China in a couple of years. Uh, it's not clear whom all the players are going to be. It's pretty clear who some of them are going to be, but it's not clear who all of them will be. And so it's not clear what the policies will be. And shifts in policy could go in either direction. This government, the current who government, who when government, seems to have tightened up more than a bit on control of information, the treatment of dissidents, and so on. Who knows? This could be relaxed. It might not be, but if it were relaxed, I think it would change the environment for Google, and they could confidently step back in, if slowly. And the other unknown is a you know, behind-the-scenes face-saving deal for both sides. You just can't predict uh, how they're going to behave um, uh, you know, uh, outside of public notice. I think my sense is that uh, censorship is just so fundamental and to the Chinese government, so essential. And uh, there is no way that uh, they would uh, actually give up on the censorship and to please a particular company. And that's never going to happen. Uh, given that it's not going to happen, obviously that the censorship will be there and it will affect uh, the Google's uh, business. And uh, given that uh, the Google has already sort of taken this uh, very public um, principled uh, stance. And uh, so I think that in the short term, obviously, that Google's uh, business is going to suffer somewhat. And in fact, we already uh, seen that uh, in the marketplace. And uh, the good thing is that uh, the shareholders don't seem to care that much about it. And uh, the share uh, price for uh, Google hasn't really suffered uh, uh, much. And uh, so that's probably is the uh, good thing for the for for for, for the Google. Um, I think that uh, in the long run, most likely what will happen is that uh, Google is going to be marginalized uh, inside the China, and uh, in fact uh, that uh, obviously that uh, it would be it would reflect very badly on on the part of uh, Chinese government if the government takes uh, takes some systematic measures to uh, to squeeze uh, Google because uh, the world is watching, and a lot of multinational companies are watching uh, the case with uh, very keen interest uh, there. So obviously, that uh, I think that uh, if the government does the right thing, it would not try to do something to squeeze uh, Google. But on the other hand, that uh, given that your search engine is gone, and uh, you are competing with a lot of other companies for a lot of other businesses, and it's very easy and to uh, erase the impact of uh, Google over time and uh, make uh, Google to be uh, uh, marginalized and uh, in the long term. I think that uh, that probably is uh, one possible uh, outcome. But of course, on the other hand, if Google keep innovating, right? If Google keep innovating, come, comes up with some uh, really... Um, Good technologies and uh, that's that uh, are inseparable from uh, all this uh, online operations. I'm sure that eventually Google will will come back and do well there too. Well, maybe maybe uh, later today we could go into uh, Google and type in what is Google's future. And maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll get an. Right. Maybe you, you, you could get more than three answers <laughs> that I give to you. There'll be a lot of hits, right? right. Marshall Meyer, John Jong, thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.